Yes, people, it is Wednesday, which means it's echoes from the void in the house, people. And, um, yo, I have to say, I have talked so much today, it is insane, but it is all good, right? So, um, yeah, I, I've man, I, I, I've been recording for um, an echo chamber. And uh, yeah, got some interesting stuff, man. I had some interviews, our BFI Flare recap. Yo, people, trust me, this episode is gonna be bananas. I've had three incredible conversations with directors, and uh, yeah, we go deep. So, people, t- take a um, keep an eye out for that one. Because that is coming soon And um, tomorrow's Echo Chamber Oh, that's going to be fun, people So yes, keep an eye out for those But Regarding this Regarding this, man Oh man, there's been a There's been some crazy shit happening As always Some stuff that just makes You wonder, right? Well, I'm ever say like I keep on hearing about these gender reveal parties and oftentimes they do not go well right the it it really fucks up which makes you wonder why the fuck do people still have them you know what I mean I everyone's gonna find out if it's a boy or a girl when the baby drops or you know, you just say, hey, is it a boy or a girl? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not difficult. Right? These aren't difficult things. So, what the fuck? Why are people having these parties? So, there was one in Mexico, right? People doing a, a gender reveal of Mexico. They hired a plane, right? The plane flew by and um, it let off a... Uh, a, a, a puma pink smoke to let people know it's gonna be um yeah it's gonna be a girl you yeah. know actually right now people are just like oh no like <laughs> how do we know what gender the baby is we're gonna wait you know so when people are having their gender reveals when the kid turns 15? Is that gonna be the new gender reveal? Who knows? But anyway, so they the, the plane admitted and everyone's going crazy. Be like, ah, it's a girl, it's a girl, Nina, Nina, Nina. And then the fucking plane crashes into the water. I I mean what the fuck? And then both people on the plane die. I'm like, that definitely puts the dampers on your stupid gender reveal party. You know what I mean? I'm just like, how do you walk away from that one? It, 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 it's insane. It's insane. But yeah, was there a need for this dumb party? No. 
No, there wasn't. But it happened. It happened, yeah? And these things keep on happening. They keep on happening. It's insane. It's insane. Not as crazy as, um, you know, what took place in Dubai. Because I gotta say, right, that, that baffles the shit out of me. Because I'm like, listen, everyone knows, you know, what, what, what the deal in Dubai is, right? There's Sharia law, there's shit you cannot do. Like, you can't drink in public. You know, you can't, um, there's no PDA, right? There's no PDA. And definitely no sex in public. And listen, we've had so many cases of people, you know, getting thrown in prison, right? I remember reading, I think it was last year, there was a couple and they, now I think they said they just kissed on the beach. People said they had sex on the beach, but who knows? But yeah, those people got thrown in prison. So I this is something that everyone knows. Everyone knows. And like listen, when you go to a new country, you you look and find out what the fucking laws are. <laughs> just because you know you can drink openly in your spot doesn't mean you can do that somewhere else. You know? Just because weed might be legal where you are doesn't mean it's legal somewhere else. So, yeah, you, if you're not looking into all of this shit, whatever happens, that's on you, peeps. That's on you. But this, this is some baffling ass shit. So, um, looks like a Russian dude, he had a, um, I don't know, he had some sort of photo shoot. I, I don't know if it was anything more than that, you know, but he had hired a, um, He'd hired a group of girls. Like, it wasn't just one. It was a babble. A babble? I mean, what do you call a, um, you know, biz- yeah, what do you call a group of, a group of chicks, right? Because, you know, a group of cows, that's a herd, obviously. Um, so, yeah, what do you call a group of women, other than possibly trouble? But, yeah, they, they had a dozen a dozen women uh, who it seems were all from the Ukraine. They flew in a, a bunch of chicks from the Ukraine. And, um, yeah, they were doing this thing. But they did a photo shoot. They got done for a photo shoot. So, yeah, they might have been shooting porn. Who knows? But, yeah, they got done for the photo shoot. And they got these girls to be naked on a balcony. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Naked on a balcony in Dubai. I mean, you are asking for it. You're asking for it. And to think no one is going to see you. There's also, it was near the, um, it was near the pier. Right? So... It's like the the pier, the marina. Um, so it's not like it's in a discreet corner, right? In the marina. So you've got all the people on their 
boats, the people chilling around it, walking. Someone's going to see. And uh, yeah, someone did see. They reported it. And now everyone is in jail. (laughs) So it falls under public debauchery. Right, and uh, yeah, you can get six months in jail and a 5,000 denarii fine uh, I mean, 5,000 denarii, it, it's what, 981 pounds I'm not sure what the dollar is, but yeah, it's, you know It's definitely an amount that you don't want to just lose But yeah, these dumb asses did it and I, I mean, I feel bad for the girls because I, you kind of feel they probably have no choice in it. They just got flown in. You know what I mean? They got flown in. So yeah, these, um, you know, poor Ukrainian girls, they're in jail, and then this, uh, I don't know, this Russian dude who is shooting it. You're overseeing it Yeah, home is in jail too So, uh Yeah I mean, he might have enough money To get away with it I doubt the girls do You know what I mean I doubt the girls do So, yeah It has all gone down in, uh, In Dubai But one of the Weirdest pieces Was an eating competition that went wrong, right? An eating competition that went wrong. So it took place in um, how do you say this? Chukansi Park in Fresno, California. Right, so um, it was an event that was happening around a minor major league baseball game. A minor, no, yeah, I just said a minor major, no, a minor league baseball game I was just thinking, what the fuck is a minor major league? No, a minor league baseball game Which, I don't know, so is that the division down from the major league? Is that what that is? I don't even know But they were holding a f- eating, um, an eating contest, right? So I mean, usually those things are hot dogs and the whatnot, right? But this was tacos. So they they had to eat tacos in, you know, this amount of time or whatnot, right? Now, one dude, a um, Dana Hutchings, he died, right? He choked. He choked and died. Which, um, yeah, you kind of feel, yeah, but I Definitely see that shit happening, right? Definitely see that shit happening at an eating competition. It's a risk. Now, this um, 41-year-old, he had a kid, right? He had a kid, and um, the kid is suing, right? The kid is suing. So this all took place in um, 2019. So... Um, yeah, the kid would have been uh, possibly 16, maybe 15 at the time. 
And I don't know, I'm assuming maybe because if he was 15, he wasn't able to do anything. Right? But now he's turned 18, he can. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Because it does seem like a long while away. Like, huh, how come you didn't sue at the time? But yeah, they're suing and they're, um, yeah, they're claiming negligence on the organization. Right? So uh, the kid's lawyer, right? The kid's lawyer. He uh, he said professionals in sport in the sport of competitive eating train and make themselves physically ready to participate, but that is not always present in an amateur eating contest. The conductors of this event should have made the risks known to the competitors and taken steps to protect them. Yeah, no. No, I think that is ludicrous, right? You are entering an eating contest. Entering an eating contest. Like, man versus food is a huge show. I don't know if it's still airing, but it it went on for a long-ass time. Even when, you know, was it Adam Richman? No, that's an actor, Adam Richman. It was Adam something. But even when he left, some other dude came in, right? So there's seasons and seasons of this. And I feel there's probably other, you know, versions of that show. So an eating contest, people have seen it. People have seen it. And even if you haven't seen it, everyone has had an experience where, man, they engulfed something a bit too fast. A bit too fast. Right, so we all know the perils of eating shit too quickly. Whether it's a steak, a burger, even popcorn, right? Throwing a mouthful, of, a handful, a mouthful, throwing a mouthful of popcorn in your mouth, throwing a handful of popcorn in your mouth could be problematic. So you know this. Going into an eating competition, say you have. Five minutes to eat as many blah, blah, blah. Right? And everyone around you, they're all stuffing their shit down their throats. You know what the risks are? Saying they need to explain the risks of shoving shit in your mouth and eating it super quick. Come on, man. That is such a stretch. Such a stretch trying to put the blame on these motherfuckers. It's insane. It's insane. Right? There there are times when you gotta go, I fucked up. You know what I mean? Or this person fucked up, right? It is no one else's fault. It's all on us. Right? It's when um People walk up a volcano and that motherfucker erupts. You can't then blame the tourist board and go, hey, they told, ah, uh, they, oh, I didn't know. You know, even if someone's like, yeah, no, nah, it's probably not, it's probably not going to erupt. Even if someone told you that, you are still walking up an active volcano. 
and Mother Nature don't give a fuck about you wanting to get a picture for the gram, people. Hell the no. You know what I mean? So, if that shit erupts, even if little Johnny Travel Guide has told you, ah, it's not scheduled to, it's no one's fault but your own for walking up an active volcano. So, yeah, sometimes you gotta take the hit regardless of the consequences. So, um, you know, it's a shame... You know what I mean? It's a shame that Marshall lost his dad. But his dad was a dumbass for entering an amateur fucking taco-eating contest. So let's not front on that, right? Marshall, just move on with your life and um, just, yeah, maybe tell people your dad just had a heart attack. Right, you know what I mean? Don't don't let people know that he died shoving tacos in his mouth. Because if you're gonna tie with a taco in your mouth, that ain't the taco you want, right? That ain't the taco you want in your mouth. You feel me? So um, yes, <laughs> people. Woo! We are gonna have fun today. So sit back and enjoy the ride. So there is still fallout from uh, last week's, you know, government race report. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, of course there is. Of course there is. Like, what is funny about it is um, the fact that yeah, people are saying shit but not saying anything, right? I think um, the Prime Minister, fucking No Nuts Johnson, right? He he's come and said that um, you know, the government don't agree with everything in the report, but you know they do think there are some interesting things that people should read. I'm just like, and also oh. There's stuff that we're going to get to in due time, which, right, what the fuck is that, right? Firstly, a report was done, a report that you commissioned has been completed. You need an action on, you know what I mean, hitting those objectives, right? You can't just be like, I mean, we're going to get to it. I, I mean, at some point, we're gonna, you know, do some stuff on this, right, so there's that, then, when everyone has said, I mean, no, not everyone, right, but a big chunk of people have, um, spoken on, uh, yeah, how they feel that this report is a bullshit, Right? To put it lightly. Right? Loads of people have said this shit. Now, and you're like, oh, we don't agree with... You can't just say, we don't agree with everything. Like, you gotta fucking stand up. Gotta stand up and be like, okay. Report... We commissioned a report. Right? Now, 
there was things we understood going into this, but we wanted some further clarification. I feel that the report to say there is no institutional racism, I don't agree with that shit. I don't agree with it saying this. I don't agree with it saying that. Now, I do feel that, yes, we should do more on this and we should do this. And they're good things the report mentioned. So we're going to, you know, we're going to implement the things that it suggested because they're good things. But we're also going to do work on this, this and this and this. Now, that's what you want to hear from the motherfucker running your country. Right. But. Oh, Billy fucking No Nuts Johnson, he's always been a dick. He's always been a dick. So, listen, anyone that expected anything different, what's wrong with you? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know what I mean? Now, the other interesting thing about all of this is the resignation of um, Samuel Kasumi, right? He's decided to dust. Now, you wonder, um, why do I care about Samuel Kasumi? Like, you know what I mean? Like, who, who is this motherfucker? Well, people, he, um, he was the chief, you know, equality officer for the government, Right? That was his role, senior advisor on ethnic minorities, which you're just like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> it's always concerning when there is a role like that somewhere, because it's just like, oh, no one is clued in, right? No one is clued in, and they need to be like, um, Sam, we're going to do this thing. Is that all right with you lot? You hear me? That, that's basically what the fuck is going on. Every time they do something, it's like, hey, Sammy boy, um, can we say, um, can we say black? Can we, can we do that? Yeah? Uh, can we say you people? Uh, what's happening, mate? All right, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's just like, come the fuck, people. But now, what's interesting about this is because, firstly, Homie handed in his resignation in February. Handed in his resignation in February, but then, right, decide, okay, all right, May, all right, I'm going to stick around till May. I'm going to stick around till the end of May, finish some work on COVID, right? But he also then decided to act, actually, I'm not going to resign. I'm not gonna. Res I'm gonna stick around, people. I'm. I'm in this. But now he's resigning. Now he's resigning, but he's not talking. <laughs> now I get why a motherfucker ain't talking. Because firstly, what the fuck did you expect? You mean this is the big thing? What did you think was going to happen? Right, you are working for the Conservatives, <laughs> and don't get me wrong, ain't even to say Labour, the Lib Dems, or any of them peoples are any better, 
But you're in you're in this position, and nothing, absolutely nothing of note, is happening. Nothing of note. Right, we ain't seeing any changes. You're just seeing, like, one interesting thing: more and more people are coming out, like football players and other sports people, and be like, "I'm getting racially abused online." Right? Ah, oh, like, there's racial abuse in football stadiums. Says all of this. That's something we are hearing even more of now. Part of that being, I feel people are more vocal on it. Because it's not like, oh, it just started to happen. Because that shit been happening for, well, ever since the game started. You know what I mean? Ever since the game started. But you're not saying anything. Like, the government ain't doing shit about any of this. It's not doing anything about anything. So what is your role? You mean, what's your role? Right? And how are you in that role? And like you can see that, yo, your peoples ain't doing anything. So that makes it that either you are bringing stuff to the table and they're just shooting you down, or you ain't bringing shit to the table. But either way, what you're doing ain't effective. Right? So, I kind of feel that would um, that would piss you off. I you gotta wonder, right? So first, why are you still in the role if the role ain't working? Either you have to air your shit out and force people's hands. Or you find another job, but you kind of feel, right? You took that role for a reason, right? You took the role for a reason. So what was that reason? You know, to make some changes, to make things better. So why are you leaving, right? Why are you leaving and not saying anything? Now, fine, you can leave. I ain't saying you don't, you should just stick it out and blah, blah, blah. No, you can leave. But if you're leaving, air your shit out, motherfucker. It's like when fucking Hedgehog and um, Suits left the country. And once they're out the country, oh, now they want to talk about race. Right? It's just like, yo, you were in a perfect position to try and make changes, but you Dusted. That ain't helpful, motherfuckers. So, yeah, I wonder. I wonder about all of this. I call it into question. I think it's a shame, right? People in a position to try and do a thing, and they don't. And they don't. And they don't even, don't even air the shit. Put people on notice Put them in a position Where they gotta do something Because if, yo If all your shit's getting, you know Turned down If people are making fake promises And then backing out If you've got 
all that shit in emails and right, put it out, put it out and make people accountable. Otherwise, why the fuck did you take the job? Hearing? Why the fuck you take the job, son? In a move that is, it's not exactly shocking, right? But Vladimir Putin has, uh, he's basically cemented power. You know what I mean? And, uh, listen, everyone knows Russia is a dictatorship, which is amusing, right? Because... Whenever you get the world leaders, like the the UN, you know, the EU, whatever group, sit around and talk about these evil dictators, no one ever, you know, throws Putin in the mix, even though that's what he is, right? He is the longest running president in Russia. Longest running And when you look at it There was a break But there wasn't really a break Wasn't really a break Right So He basically Has signed into law A a new provision That resets His um, presidential term limits Which will mean He can run Two more times he can run two more times for president, which is, uh, yeah, it's amusing. It's amusing, especially when you, um, you know, <laughs> when you see his justification for doing it, right? So he said that, um, you know, it was a necessary thing to do to keep his lieutenants Focused on their work instead of darting their eyes in search of possible successors. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, listen. I feel if anyone was looking for a successor, they're looking to take him out. You know what I mean? It, you can't just go, um, oh yeah, I I I think uh Yeltskin Bolesky. Is going to uh, He's going to run for president I, I, Yeah, I think he, that's going to happen And, uh, you know, people be like Okay, yeah, have a good race You don't know Motherfucker's going to get murked Or thrown in jail You know what I mean? Something Like, look at friggin um, Navalani, right? He's been uh, Put in jail for two and a half years And Everyone thought that he was a a possible successor, a possible person that could run. You know, like they tried to kill him. Now he's in jail, and it wouldn't surprise me if he dies in jail, right? It's just the fact being, you don't want to kill him right away. You know, what I mean? because that's way too. I mean, if he dies at all, it's just obvious what happened. But killing him straight away would be like a glaring indication that, yeah, we did it. We did it. I, when he was um, poisoned, I forget what Putin said, but it was just something that was just like, 
yeah, he deserved it. <laughs> Along those lines, which is just like, what the fuck is happening? Right? So, um, yeah, they, they, they put this thing through. It's funny, right? When you look at the whole situation, so Putin, he, you know, he was the head of their secret service. Head of their secret service for a good old while. Which, come on now. If if that is not the perfect, you know, predecessor for running for the head office, what is? Because you will be allowed to get all that dirt. All that dirt. Which you know he did. <laughs> you know he did, people. So he did that. He then went to Moscow and he served as Prime Minister. Served as Prime Minister for a little bit. You know, that was, um, yeah, when Yeltskin was still President. So, um, when Yeltskin retired, eh, quit, whatever the fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was all a bit like, eh, what's happening, man? You know, Putin, he became the uh, interim president. But four months later, it all got made official. He's president proper. Which you, like, as soon as he got it, you knew he was staying. It wasn't a matter of him being like, oh, okay, so um, I'm going to step aside and let thingy thing come on. No, it's not happening. All right, so, um, yeah. He, he he was president, and he then got re-elected in 2004. Now, in 2008, you know, he'd done his two terms, so someone else came in, right? Dmitry Medvedev. He, you know, he was the prime minister, and he came in to become the president. But mm, he basically was a puppet. Right, he was a wet motherfucker. He he was the John Major to Putin's Margaret Thatcher. That's what that was, right? He's a sock puppet. So um yeah, Putin allowed him to run for a couple of years. Well, I mean for a term, right? While uh, Putin, you know, was prime minister in the background. And then Putin's just like, eh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm back, bitches. And in 2012, he uh, re-upped, became president again. Yeah, president again. And um, again in 2018, became president. Even though, like, I think during those times, it was clear. Like, people want to talk about, you know, ballot tampering. <laughs> I mean, that whole shabackle was, uh, it was rather laughable, you know what I mean? But shit, that's what happens, people. That is what happens. So, um, yeah, Putin, he, uh, yeah, he's fudging shit. But it, it's no surprise, right? It is no surprise. Anyone that is shocked. That this happened You're a moron <laughs> You know what I mean Like why the fuck are you shocked man Like this isn't surprising You know this is pretty Like you knew You know what I mean He was basically going to do something 
Like, if it wasn't this, he was just going to stay. You know, he'd be like, nah, I'm not leaving. <laughs> Make me. Make me go. Right? And, and this is, you know, the same dude that was just voted sexiest man in Russia. Sexiest man in Russia. And you're just like... Really? Like, really? I... That... You see, there is no one better. Like, no one better than this 68-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? He is... He's what Kim Jong-un, you know, he aspires to be. <laughs> so, like, this cannot be a shock. When when she, shit like, you know, him getting sexiest man and just some of the other laughable things. I think he won Russia's equivalent to the Nobel Peace Prize. You know, I mean, he's always winning awards and accolades and everything. And every time you're just like, wait, he's the best at that? Like, huh? You know what I mean? It's, it's just what Russia is right now. But, um, yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy. But, um, hey-ho, that's what it is to, um, to be in Russia, people. That's what it is to be in Russia. Now, it's not to say... You know, Russia as a whole is bad. It's just, you know, they're getting run by a dictator. I mean, a lot of us, a lot of countries have got, you know, dictatorish people in charge. They just haven't been able to cement the power as uh, as old Vladimir has. So, um, hmm. Let's see what happens in this crazy Russian soap opera, shall we? Okay, right now, I feel we're at a point, right, where we can see how fair an organization is going to be, right? I think this is an opportunity for YouTube to show they are not cherry picking some of the shit they do and this goes to the whole James Charles incident right James Charles has been pulled up for um grooming essentially right he's been accused of a grooming grooming teenagers people under the age on um on YouTube which, you have to wonder, right, what the fuck is happening with this? Because you see some people, right, you get criminal record, right? Because it's illegal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because some people do that. But other people, nothing seems to happen. It's a weird situation. And you got to think, from the response... Charles is guilty, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, he is guilty, because this is the thing, if someone lied to you, this ain't something you're fucking around with, right, if I messaged someone, 
And they was like, yeah, no, I'm, you know what I mean, I'm 20. And we're talking, and then suddenly it all comes out that they're 15. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. No. No, 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 no. I asked several times, several times, and they said that they were 20, and they were like, oh, why do you keep on asking me? This is so ridiculous. I'm clearly 20. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, listen, these are the emails, right? As you can see, we met on this dating site, which... Clearly, you gotta be a certain age to access. So, yo, this ain't on me. This ain't on me. That's what you would do. Now, if you don't do that, then what gone? You know what I mean? What is happening here? You gotta think, yo, motherfucker, he, he did that shit. And it's when you were already in shit. You know, and he already was getting, like, done. Well, when I say he's getting done, like, people had accused him of, like, kind of, yeah, grooming and manipulating sexuality. Trying to get, I think it was trying to get straight people to fuck him. Right, it, it was one of those ones. Oh, I'll get you this if you suck my dick. Right, so he's already getting into he'd already been called up on that. He was called up on that, and he was, t- you know, he was like, Oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do crazy things anymore. I promise. So he'd already done the bullshit apology, already done the bullshit apology. So, you know. This happens, and we get another, another bullshit apology, which you're just like, wait, what are, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? What are we doing? Right? You, you can't, can't just say things like, oh, these, yeah, obviously these conversations should never have happened. Like, What? And I hate the, I'm going to take some time away, and I'm going to educate myself, and, um, yeah, just ensure that this doesn't happen again. I'm going to say, it's 2021, motherfucker. What do you mean you've got to go and educate yourself? The amount of people, right, that have been called up on shit like this, the amount of people in the last few years, right, not just 2020, like 2019, 18, 17, like it's been a thing, it's been a thing, they've covered it in films and on TV, documentaries, there's been articles in all manner of publications, you can't act like, oh, I was never aware that this could happen, come on, man, Everyone's aware, and the whole, I'm going to take time to educate, like, how are you going to educate yourself, right, what what are you going to do, you're going to ask people what their fucking age is, because I thought that was just a requisite, you know, like, listen, if someone looks dubious, you're asking the question, and to be honest, if someone looks dubious, I ain't even fucking around. 
right? It it was never a thing like back in the day. Right? It was never a thing of looking at someone and thinking, hmm, I don't know. They they look I I'd say they're 16, 17. Alright, they might be 15 though. I don't know. Ah, you know what? Fuck it. No. It's just like, yeah, no, they look young. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I ain't fucking with that person. They look young. And like that's when you met people out, right? When you met people in a club or something like that, because you know <laughs> you were going to those spots when you were 15. So it's just like, yeah, people's age could be a thing, right? So you talk, you ask, you find that shit out. It's there's no education on it. You know, it'd be like, um, yeah, I'm calling up. Do you do any courses on um not being a pedo? Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm having some issues, right? I mean, you know what I mean? I, I, I feel um yeah, I, I, I feel I've got, you know, pedo intentions. So I, I wanna try and stomp that out. Like, what are you doing? What the fuck are you do? There's nothing like that. You say, oh, I'm going to go and educate myself. Shut up. Like, it's just that bullshit rhetoric that you always hear. You know what I mean? It's just like, I, you know, you can be like, oh, I was being reckless because I'm desperate for a related. Fuck off. Right? Fuck off. It's not. A plausible excuse It's not a plausible excuse You know It's ridiculous I'm being like Oh I was ignoring red flags I don't know Oh the pressure got to me No You you can't say that Right You talk to any fucking dirty pedo And they say Oh yeah it wasn't my fault oh, I was put in a situation bah, bah, bah. They, No it doesn't wash It doesn't wash man And When you are You know what I mean Look YouTube you know, they, they kicked off Austin Jones Right David Dobrik got in trouble And he wasn't even the person Accused of doing the thing it was just on his kind of platform, his sphere. He didn't upload the video. You know what I mean? But he got in trouble for being adjacent to the video. So if that's going down, if you are kicking Alex Jones off your platform and he's talking, yes, Alex Jones is crazy motherfucker. He's talking crazy stuff. He's not fiddling kids, sir. Right? He's not fiddling kids. So, what is worse? Right? Someone talking some crazy shit. Crazy shit that you don't have to believe. Uh, you know, you can go on Google and fact check. Right? Now, there's that. Or, there's someone being a predator. I, you know what I mean? I, I think it's pretty obvious... Who the real danger is, right? And it ain't Alex Jones. You know, so if you're going to take certain actions with certain people, you gotta be consistent. Gotta be consistent, 
right? And this isn't me just be like, yo, everyone needs to be cancelled. No, I'm just saying the platform has to be consistent. Because that's a problem. They're not. Right? They're not consistent. You see some people, right? They get their YouTube channels cut down. They they get their videos demonetized. You know, they get banned from like Instagram, Twitter, and things like that. And other people, they say other reckless shit and they're there. They're there, they're cool, they're fine. And it makes you wonder, right? It makes you wonder what the fuck is going on here. Right, so this is a opportunity for YouTube to show that, yo, they ain't on someone's teeth, Gary. They're impartial to the fucking bullshit, and this is just how it is. Because if, as I said, look, if you are dusting off certain people for similar things. Austin Jones, you know what I mean? He he was trying to seduce underage peoples, right? That's what he got in shit for. So if you've made a statement, if you've gone and said, oh, if you do that thing, this is what happens, then that's, that's your benchmark now. You've got to do that with any pedo. And, um, yeah, old uh, James Charles, if he's going after underage people, then he, that's a pedo. I mean, it is, listen, if you call it whatever you want, but it's a pedo, right? (laughs) I mean, am I wrong? So, what is YouTube going to do? Because as of right now, I don't believe they've done anything. You know? And as I said, listen, if um if James if he if he did nothing wrong, if he did nothing wrong, then you are showing all the records. You ain't fucking around. You're showing all the records. I mean listen, Chris D'Elia, he got accused. He showed the emails. I mean, it was always looking dodgy because you were only ever seeing one half of the exchange, right? If if people ain't got shit to hide, they're just showing you everything. But if someone is only showing you one half of something, you got to think, okay, what's happening here? Delia showed the full shit and yes, but Delia is a creep, but he wasn't a pedo. Right from now, from the evidence that was submitted, right, and that's all we can talk about, right? The the claims that were made against him, he proved that he had asked for ages. He'd proved that people came to him. You know, people were like, "Oh, by the way, I'm now 18. So when we're gonna fuck?" That's what one chick said. <laughs> You mean after accusing him of like being a predator to her. So listen, we've seen that, but he showed all the shit. Because you understand, hey, I I do not need that tag on me. Right? So if James Charles has that, where is it, man? Where is the shit? Right? Show and prove or reap what you sowed. 
And what you sowed was being a dirty pedo. So, YouTube, what the fuck are you gonna do? Huh? So the Girl Scouts, they are launching this new initiative, right, to become anti-racist. <laughs> it always makes me laugh when organisations are like, what can we do to be anti-racist? We really need to, you know, do create a, um, a survey, create a report to look into this, because we don't know. And that is always baffling, always baffling. So the big two things that they've done, they employed, they appointed an interim CEO in Judith Batty, their first ever black CEO. So you, that's, that's something that every, you know what I mean? You see a company do. They, they put someone of a minority onto... You know, their board, their hierarchy. So they're either like a CEO, a chairman, something like that. So that's what the Girl Scouts have done. Also, they have, um, yeah, they have got a $500,000, you know, investment to um, look into all of this, right? Because they're committed to racial equality. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, right? I don't know. Now, listen, I, don't get me wrong. The the effort, the fault to want to be better is always huge. It's always a good thing, right? It's, it's a good starting point. But I, I, I feel, right, if you have to do an audit, if you have to do an audit, audit to work out what you're doing wrong, that's very concerning, it's very concerning, because firstly, if there are major issues, right, there should already be feedback, <laughs> there should already be enough comments from people, right, either girls that have left, you know, girls who, I, I don't know how this works, Right? Do you have like a, a recruiting bench somewhere? And you call, hey, little girl, would you like to be a Girl Scout? You know, would you like to, I don't know, make your life better? Right? And then the girl be like, yeah, sure, sign me up. Or it's like, hell no, fuck you. Girl Scouts, they're racist. Like, you know, what, what happens, right? Because surely if someone voices to you, ah, I don't really want to, right? I don't feel that's for me. You'd be like, oh, why'd you think that? Yo, be honest, man. Whatever you say, it doesn't matter. And they tell you, right? If they'd be like, oh, well, there's this, there's that. I mean, you do have a badge, like the um, the N badge, right? Where you're teaching people how to drop the N bomb the best way. I don't think that's the best badge. You know what I mean? Like, listen, unless you, like, there's shit, right? There'd be shit, that people will say, people will tell you, listen, it, it concerns me, right, that we, you know, you every activity you've got to pay for, right, people from my neighborhood, we ain't got the money to do that shit, so it'd be things like that, or, man, it, it's just like, 
all the time you want us to sing these songs and do these dances and it's just very focused in one area why don't we mix it up or every time you're teaching cooking we're only doing certain stuff why don't we cook dishes from all over the spot you know it'd be things like that and i i'm surprised that there isn't feedback right that you have to because that's a lot of money There's a big chunk of money So to be like We're having to spend this amount of money To to work this out It's weird Because who's doing the audit Right How are you going to assess things Because You know An audit was done on the UK And the UK has been shown to be fine And um Yeah Leaves everyone scratching their head to be like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, the UK isn't racist? Like, what the fuck? Yo, so, you know, what's the, who's doing this audit? What are your objectives? What are the, what's the criteria here? I think these are huge things. Huge things that you would want to, you know, work out, Right? So yeah, it is a little concerning that they don't seem to have that, right? They don't seem to have that, and they're waiting for the audit to be complete so they can determine how to address the results and fix things, right? They're saying, hey, well, you know, we want to know if it's, you know, the language we use, our marketing, the programs, I'm just like... You should be able to look at that shit and go, we need to kind of fix that, right? The amount of times I go into an organisation, first thing I do, I do an audit. I look at all the marketing materials and you can look at things and be like, okay, well, firstly, um, all we have is white people on our website, (laughs) you know, and in our, you know, posters and shit like that. So let's, uh, let's mix it up. You know, a lot of times you look and be like, okay, on the main pages, it's just dudes. It's just old dudes. So, yeah, we need better pictures. We need better pictures. Tell better stories. Focus on different, you know, a different range of people. This is stuff that just jumps out. You see it. You know it. You know what I mean? You don't need... A huge financial boost to tell you those things, right? So that's a little odd to me, you know. So I think it's you know th- th- this new CEO, right? She's talking, saying that she was a Girl Scout back in the seventies. She's a Girl Scout back in the seventies, and she's like it was over overwhelmingly positive, right? And I say, that's great, right? But she also, she belonged to an all-black troop And then just, a, you know, a troop where she was the only black girl So, I think that's a good balance But she's saying both welcomed her And, hey, I wouldn't say that isn't the case Because everything is very different, right? It depends where you grew up Right, because kids aren't inherently racist. Kids will 
basically they will mirror what they see at home so if you have a if you live in a nice area and even even though the area maybe isn't mixed you know there's not a huge you know diversity of people living where you grew up doesn't mean the people that live there are um, are going to be dirty racists they can be great people so if that's where you're living in a spot that's great then any club you go to you know it's going to be okay but on the flip you definitely can go to some places and it's a little dicey so it very much depends so I wouldn't say that every, you know, every Girl Scout or Boy Scout troop, you know, is going to be a bad one. You know, some are going to be great. But the thing is, you've got to kind of ensure that you don't have those bad ones. Or if there is a bad one, you can, you know, sniff it out real quick. Sniff it out real quick and make those changes. So, um, that's the big thing, right? I feel that's the big thing. So, yes, listen. I commend the Girl Scouts for making an effort. You know, because every girl should be welcome. So, that's cute. And they did do things, you know, they're letting... You know, trans girls in And, you know, they're, they're trying to be open, right? They're trying to do a thing, right? So, that's great But it, it shouldn't have to be that crazy Shouldn't have to be that crazy to work it out Right? Shouldn't be that crazy to work it out So, that's, I feel, the concerning thing here but we're gonna have to see. We're gonna have to see what the audit brings up, right? Because that's gonna be where it gets real interesting. What's your audit gonna show, people? What's it gonna show? And in the meantime, what are they gonna do? What are they gonna do? You know, their quick wins, their quick fixes. So, yeah, will they? Add more diversity to, you know, the imagery on their websites. Promote people. You know, you can bring one black person in to be a CEO. But if everyone else is not mixed, it still makes it a bit weird. And that's not to say, right? I'm not saying that you should put in place a thing where, okay, we hired one black, now we hire a white, then we hire a Chinese, then we hire a, no, 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 no. But let's just remove the barriers. Let's, you know, just focus on what people bring to the table, right? So you stop with the bullshit of, okay, so you've got to come from this background and yeah, you have to have all this experience when you know, when you know, Right, asking for certain experience, you're going to exclude uh, a certain type of person, right? Because companies do that, and it's fuckeries, right? So that's the shit. So remove those barriers, and then do your recruiting. Open it up, make it fair, make it interesting. That's what the Girl Scouts need to do. So let's see if they do it right. 
Now, a lot of people have been hurting during the pandemic, right? Businesses have been shut. You know, it's been tough. The hospitality industry especially, man, that's been a struggle. Now, some airlines in Japan have um, decided to do a little something different, right? And you might think, wait, but there's been no flights. Well, they didn't need flights because, you know, all Nippon Airways has decided to uh, use their planes as restaurants. Yeah, they're using their planes as restaurants, right? So you can get a first-class dining um, package on a plane for $540, which is 392 English pounds, which ain't gonna lie. Seems super weird, right? Super weird because airlines aren't known for their great food. <laughs> They're not known for their great food. I think that I think that's a uh, I think that's a fair f- statement to make, right? But that's what they're doing, and they sold out. Right, the, the the initial slots they put there, they sold out. So they've had to, yeah, put on um, new slots for people to to book this weird little, uh, you know, package on board dining experience. And I think you know, it's like eating airline food. I you do it when you're flying somewhere, but. These planes aren't flying. They're on the runway. So you figured, all right, if I'm going to drop that money, I'm going to go to a, a, get some real good food. I, I'm not going to eat, <laughs> you know what I mean, uh, from a little tray. And it's granted, first class food is different to normal cabin food. But still, still, it's not the look, Right? Singapore Airlines, they're doing a similar thing, you know, where um, theirs is 380, right, and that's the low, (laughs) that's the low price, right, but uh, yeah, it goes up, man, it's, um, it's an interesting situation, right, so I think when you look at it, right, I think what it seems, the Nippon series, it's coming out of the Hanada Airport in Tokyo. So that seems to be the only spot you can do this. And there are two deals, right? So first class dining in yen is 59,800, which is like, jeez. But you can go to business class. They, they've they opened up the business class dining. So that's a little bit cheaper. 29,800 yen. But yeah, it's, um, it's interesting, right? And you kind of think, oh, well, I'd like to see how many people do this. But if they are selling out of the slots, I think it goes to show. 
there's a good chunk of people that are definitely interested, right? Definitely want to do it. So, British Airways, they've done a similar, but not quite, right? So, where they have decided to make their first class menu available, but what they're doing, like a lot of restaurants, they're doing meal kits. So, their catering partner has put together these meal kits, which you purchase and you can cook at home. So, these, again, these aren't the cheapest, like they're starting at £80. Now, it is for two people, right? The, 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 the kits will serve two. But you gotta wonder, like, how good are these kits? Because there's, be, there's a lot of top restaurants that are doing their own kits, and they're not quite as dear as that. So, um, are you missing the skies? Are you missing your travels so much that you're either going to buy a British Airways meal kit, or if you're in Tokyo or Singapore... You're going to go sit on a plane on a runway somewhere and eat. (laughs) I mean, even in business class. And business class is nice. It's nice, right? I mean, first class is... First class is very good. It's very good. But they're good. They're nice. But, hey, I'm not paying all that money... To sit there and eat. I, I'd eat at a nice restaurant. You know what I mean? Completely roomy. I can do a thing. I'm not cramped up on a friggin' plane. But yeah. How much are you missing shit, people? Are you willing to do this? Or are you going to just hold off? <laughs> hold off for a bit and actually eat up in the air. Eat flying to somewhere nice. Hmm, what's it to be? Okay, people, so this week on Chin Check, we are taking a look at Friday's Bellator 256, which, you know, is headlined by Ryan Bader against um, Lyoto Machida 2, which is part of... The light heavyweight Grand Prix tournament, and we are also taking a look at um, the big UFC this weekend, which is headlined people by Marvin Vittori and Kevin Holland. So, yes, two big events. We're talking about all them fights. So once you're done with this, people, go take a look. Okay, so The Irregulars has now hit Netflix. And, um, yeah, uh, when I heard that this was getting made, I was intrigued, right? I was definitely intrigued. Now, it's, you know, based on Arthur Cohen Doyle's Sherlock Holmes, right? That's where the irregulars come from. And, you know, within that, it all spans from 
like a graphic novel, right? A, a series of graphic novels that were created, which, you know, I, I think it's not really that surprising because, I mean, how many iterations have we seen of Sherlock Holmes, right? This, this has been something that has cropped up time and time again. You know, and we've seen so many different versions, right? So we've seen versions where um, Watson is the real brains between the two. I think in, um, gosh, there was one, man, I forget what it's called. It had Lucy Lou in it, though, right? And, yeah, so, you know, she's a female Watson, you know, they've messed around with the the sex. There's been a f- just a straight female Holmes and Watson, right? They've done so many different things, and also the 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 uh, idea that Sherlock and um, John were gay is again something that we have seen time and time again in books and comics and and all of that. But it's, you know, these stories have floated around for ages. But, yeah, the character is always a strong one, right? So it's like, oh, what will we do here? And you're thinking we might get something a little bit different, right? Now, we've always heard of the Baker Street Irregulars. You know, they've been a a big part of the canon helping Sherlock, so a show that kind of focused on them, yeah, that that's intriguing. But you know, technically, they could go where he couldn't, right? That's the whole idea of it. So with um with this, you know, it's uh, Tom Bidwell. You know, he kind of show run the whole thing, and it's based on his graphic novels. Right, so um, it's eight episodes, and um, you know, the other executive producers on the thing is Greg Brennan, uh, Jude Link Navicki, uh, producer is Rebecca Hodgson. So they ran about, I don't know, 45 to 55 minutes an episode, you know, so cast wise. Our um, our regulars were Spike, played by Mikhail David. We had the the leader of the group, B, played by Fadia Graham. Also, she's called Bumble, or Bay. I think her real name's Bay, but you know B E A. Is a bit too long a name, so they often call her just B, which I, I, I did always just infuriates me. Like when someone's got such a short name, to try and shorten it even more just seems ridiculous, right? And but her other name is Bumble, which again is just like people, you're stretching, man, you're stretching. But uh, you've also got Billy, played by Jojo Macari. Um, Jessie, who is B's sister. 
and she's played by Darcy Shaw. And then there is Prince Leopold, played by Harrison Osterfield. So um, they're the irregulars themselves. You've got um, John Watson, played by Royce Perrison. Um, we've got the linen man, who, you know, Jesse kind of communicates with, and he is played by Clark Peters. Um, I think they're the main ones. I mean, Henry Lloyd Hughes plays Sherlock. And um, Junjo O'Neill plays Mycroft, right? So that's that's all of them. And the premise is a group of teenagers living on the streets of Victorian London, known as the Irregulars, work for John Watson to solve increasingly supernatural crimes, while Sherlock Holmes gets credit for their work. So yes, that is the premise. And, um, isn't so it's eight episodes, and I gotta be honest with you, people. I could only stomach two. I hated this so much, it, it was just infuriating. Oh my god, it was so <sighs> now. Listen, I, I, I think it's definitely gonna be a popular thing, like, I can see. How it will be popular, right? It speaks to people that would love because I, and you know, this is the thing, right? I hated Merlin, you know, the the kiddified Robin Hood, the kiddified Three Musketeers, you know, Vampire Diet, like none of those shows work for me. Hate them all. So you know, with me not liking this doesn't mean it's bad, right, it just means, hey, it's, it was too much like all those other things, right, and I mean, that's what it is, it's set up as a young adult kiddie program, and it, I, you know, I just found it just falling into the, the typical cliches that you find in all of those, right, so you've got this group of kids, you know, the irregulars, right, and so you've got their archetypes, right, so Spike is meant to be like the charmer, you know, the witty, fast-talking one, but I don't know, it, it, it's just like, it's not really, like, that's not how it comes across, Right, you can say, oh, he's meant to be the witty, fast-talking one. But it's just like, just having someone talk doesn't mean they're witty and fast-talking. Right, because it, it didn't come across as smart. It just came across as someone talking for talking's sake. You've got Billy, who's meant to be the muscles. And you're just like, listen, these are, I don't know. 16, 15 year olds, right, so there's this bit at the very beginning, right, and they want to kind of give a fight club kind of feel to it, right, so there's, you know, all these underground fighting, 
and you've got this huge, huge old dude, right, beats up one guy, and then you've got Billy getting ready to fight him, and you, and he's just like, what, what, what's happening here? You're <laughs> like, come on, and he's just like, oh, I'll have him. Oh, knock it. He'd be like, shut up. You, you, you get murdered. Right, you get murdered. Now, they tried to, you know, put all these scars on Billy and everything like that. But it's at no point, at just no point, is he intimidating. Yeah, and, and I think the funny thing is, you don't have to be huge, right, to be a great boxer. We have seen so many guys, right, that... Do not look overly, you know, fearsome, but can knock people out, right? Prince Nassim, right? He was, like, as skinny as a rake, knocking dudes out cold. So, you know, you've got people like that, Barry McGuigan, right? And then now, you know, you get in the world of MMA, where I think we've seen what people can do. You know, you see, like Arnold, Arnold Allen, you know, from the UK, Nathaniel Wood from the UK. Not huge, but laying people out, right? Sean O'Malley. Right? So there, you don't have to have this fake bravado, which they always get these characters like Billy to try and put on. Right, because it it just always reads fake. Right, it doesn't seem scary whatsoever. Right, and you just think like, hey, why don't they just get them to watch like these fighters, right, and just kind of look mold themselves on them because they they got that quiet confidence that is just a bit like. Okay, maybe I'm not going to run my mouth off to that person. You know what I mean? But yeah, Billy is the muscle. Right? You've got, um, like, Jess, the younger sister. And she's just the, the, worrisome, the worrisome type. Right? Having these fitful visions and everything like that. And then you've got Bay. Right, who's, oh, don't mess with me. You know, she's the leader and she's like, well, march up to people and not take people's shit. But she's a girl and, you know, she can stand up for herself. And you're just like, okay, you know, we're going with these boring, typical archetypes, right? Just these boring, typical archetypes that do not work whatsoever. But you you think about the time that you're setting these in. Victorian London. Now, the whole point, Holmes would use, you know, the street kids because they knew how to survive. They knew how to blend in, right? But these, these kids stick out. Stick out so much, right? And it's always this weird confrontation. 
And you've got Bay like challenging Watson all the time. You know, be like, well, you will tell us what you want. Oh, we're not doing this. Bah, 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 bah. And you're just like, yo, 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 yo. What, what's happening here? <laughs> like, what's happening? Hey, it's Victorian London, right? Just that era in time, there was no equality. <laughs> there was no equality. Right? Women didn't have the vote yet. You know, so, but even if you take away that, kids definitely had no power, right? If a kid backtalked, they're just going to get smacked, right? The, the whole era of you can just give your, hey, it didn't even have to be your kid. You could clip any kid round the ear. You know what I mean? That's that rolled on until the what eighties. So imagine what would have happened at that point, right? At that juncture in time, if this lippy kid would, you know, try and tell you what's what, you're gonna kick his ass. You know, so there's all these weird. Weird things that were happening that just, you know, made no sense. Also, it, it's just boring, right? Because you, you're saying, oh, to be a strong female character, this is what you would need to be. And it's just like, no, that's not what you would need to be. Like, there's so many other ways to be powerful, Right, but we're only ever shown this one way in these sorts of shows, and it's just like, ugh, ugh. But you've also just got this weird thing. London was filthy. London was so dirty back then. You know, like there was no drainage system. They were throwing the piss pots out of windows. That's why the Black Deaths, you know, one of the reasons it spread, because there was so much filth in the gutters and, you know, dead people lying around and just, you know, stench. People didn't wash every day. You know, once a week was like maybe a push. So we're seeing these characters and their clothes never dirty. Never dirty. Which, you know, you think to yourself, like, hold on. How the fuck are they walking around in clean clothes all the time? That makes no sense whatsoever. You see, you've just got this weird thing happening. Right? There's a scene where, um, you know, someone, someone gets their throat cut, let's just say. And you, when you just think of that in itself, the blood splatter, you know, you, you hit that arterial vein, the, the splatter of blood is going to be crazy, right? But you've just got a little bit of blood on this one character. And you're just like, say what? <laughs> like, what, what the fuck is happening here? How, a little, just a little bit of blood, Huh? You other times they would do stuff, and like there'd be nothing on them, like no grime, 
no dirt, nothing, which baffling, just baffling, right? They they want to do that whole thing too of oh yes we're gonna fr- we're going to throw the prince in, you know. Sometimes it's royalty, sometimes it's just you know someone from an affluent background, but we're gonna throw that person in, and they're gonna you know join this group of ragtag. Scallies, right? So you know Prince Leopold, right? Prince Leopold joins, and we have like the just the, the nature of it, right? He sneaks out, but he's wearing you know these expensive clothes. <laughs> like you just think about you know at that time, like dyed. Clothes, bright colours That was wealth You know, like beggars Poor people You're you're having like browns And what is it Like stuff that's easily You know, dyed Or it's just, you know, wool colour Or it's just, you know You're not having anything Bright Like a big blue jacket Right, just the jacket he's wearing alone sets him apart, right? Just alone, that jacket would show he's oi polloi. So, you know, then everything else about him you know, doesn't fit in. Doesn't fit in. And, you know, not everyone, you know, maybe not everyone will know he's a prince. But... There are definitely going to be people that would know he's the freaking prince. And you're saying the palace isn't looking for him? The palace would think nothing of him being gone a whole day? It's just... No! It makes no sense. Makes no sense. Right? It is it, just baffling, you know, like, you also have so much diversity in the show, it is insane, right, and listen, it's one of those ones where I'm just like, listen, okay, fine, like, this is a made-up thing, so, yes, you can have all of these Black, Asian, and whatnot characters in high positions as Jukes and you know what I mean, but but it's just like what are, what are we doing? Why like this? It's just you know you you might have those characters, but but you're trying to pretend that there was no discrimination, right? Now, fine if if you want to make it completely, you know. Just mixed, completely mixed. Fine, okay, but let's not pretend that there was, you know, no bigotry, no racism, no foulness, right? Come on, what what are we doing? What are we doing? Is that that just pisses me off? You know what I mean, like. Trying to rewrite the times Like, oh yes, everything was equal And everything was fair And everything was I'm like, go fuck yourselves 
No, it wasn't. What are you saying? Come on, man. And I think it's just a dialogue between these characters was just so... Ugh, just... It was rubbish. Right? So, you know, Leopold... Because Leopold is a real person from the time. You know, there was a Prince Leopold, and he was a haemophilia, haemophiliac, right? Um, but it was just the way he reveals it to Billy. You're just like, wait, what? Like, no one would talk like that or just go, oh, Billy, it's I'm a haemophiliac, Billy. Oh, no. What is this? Come on. Like, it it should be better than that. Right? It should be better than that. It was just... It just came across as lazy writing. Just the whole, you know, interactions between Bay and Jesse. You know, I'm trying to protect you. Oh, I'm not as weak as you think I am. You know, just all of that, it, it just made no sense, made no sense whatsoever, you know, they're beggars, right, these kids were beggars, they were poor, so having them, firstly, rent a spot, rent a spot that looked way too clean and nice, right, but then try and turn down work, Try and turn down work from home. And Watson, you're just like, listen, you're poor. You would have taken that work. Right? It's a, you know, it's an interesting idea to look at the Baker Street Irregulars. Right? It, it, I was hoping it was going to be, you know, fun. You know, this, uh, just a crime series, but utilising these kids, so going into those spots that, yeah, you couldn't normally do, you know, doing those things you just couldn't normally do, but this, it just missed the mark for me, right, Mr. Mark, right, because just in that second episode, you've got Billy interacting with a Duke, right, Duke wouldn't be talking to Billy, you're like, no one be talking to Billy, he's a kid, right, which is the whole point, the adults don't pay him any mind, so they pick up on things, they can learn different information, because people act like they're not there, so you need to do it in a different way, right, but as I said, look, this it it came across as a vampire's diary, a, you know, Buffy, a friggin' Merlin, you know, it's one of those, so although for me, this was a repugnant, for, for people that like young adult fare, oh, they're gonna lap it up, they're gonna love it, Right, so if you do love that sort of thing, then people, the irregulars is for you. But yeah, don't look for anything authentic. Right, this this 
is nothing like Stephen Moffat's Sherlock. Right? Nothing like it. You know, it, it, you know visually, it, it doesn't look bad. It just doesn't look realistic. You know? But, yeah. There you go, people. The Irregulars is now on Netflix. So, um, you know... Give it a go if it sounds like it's something for you. So this week it was back to the world of Grisha. Yes, it was a book two of Lee Badugu's, um, you know, trilogy, you know, Shadow and Bone, that will soon be hitting Netflix. Right, which was the reason I kind of thought I'd get into these books, you know, check them out before the TV show, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I did Shadow and Bone a few weeks back, and um, you know, it was all right, it wasn't too bad. It, there was a lot of interesting concepts in there, and I kind of felt it had skirted around some of the pitfalls that it may have dived too far into, you know, so it was like, alright, we can check out book two, so once again, this one is, um, you know, we, we have the, the same Norishion with um, book two, which works, you know, Lauren Fort Gangs, you know, she does an okay job, right? It's not too bad, right? And um, so the gist of this book, Siege and Storm. So, hunted across the true sea, haunted by the lives she took on the fold, Alina must try to make a life with Mal in an unfamiliar land. She finds staring... <clears throat> she finds starting even new is not easy while keeping her identity as the sun summoner a secret she can't outrun her past or her destiny for long the darkling has emerged from the shadow fold with a terrifying new power and a dangerous plan that will test the very boundaries of the natural world with the help of a notorious pirateer, Alina returns to the country she abandoned, determined to fight the forces gathering against Ravka. But as her power grows, Alina slips deeper into the Darkling's game of forbidden magic and further away from Mao. Somehow she will have to choose between her country, her power, and the love she always thought would guide her, or risk losing everything to the oncoming storm. So yes, that is our plot, people. And um, yes, I mean, listen, I've got to say it straight out the gate. I did not finish this book. I, I hated this book so much, oh my gosh, I don't know, like, you know what I mean, because as I said, look, book one, I thought, look, there were plenty of times when it could have 
fully just jumped into the cliches. But it it managed to skirt most of them. You know? And so, um, yeah, I was like, okay, cool. But this one, it just seemed to jump in bed with every single cliche. Every single one. It was like, oh, yes, let's get with that. You know, which, uh, it was just a bit frustrating, really. Like, you know, there's stuff that's happening and it it makes no sense, right? And you also have these things going on that you're just like, just, I, that doesn't need to go like that. Or why are the reactions those? Like, what is happening here? You know, so I think um, one of the big things, right? So, listen, it, it, it's not really a spoiler, but at the beginning, they're on the run, right? But then, you know what I mean? From being on the run, they get caught pretty quickly, right? Pretty quickly and pretty easily. Which you just like, oh? Curie, like, well, that was a bit rubbish, wasn't it? It just seemed a, a little bit weak. You're just like, listen, you know you're getting hunted. Right? This is not really a shock to anyone. You are being hunted down. Right? These people are going to want to kill you. So you need to hide. But their, yeah, their, their job of hiding was just very poor. You know, very, very poor. Which is just like, wait, huh? How are we meant to believe really anything if, you know, they're just that easy to find? You know, if they didn't really make any sort of effort, any sort of effort to just hide, right? You've got... um. Just the typical stuff, right? The typical stuff that's happening with, um, you know, them blaming themselves for all the deaths and all of the stuff. And it's just a bit like, ugh. It's just a, a simplistic, boring way of covering things. You know, if we're just going to be like, oh, yes, this person, this person, this, this evil all-powerful person slaughtered these people, but we're going to have, you know, our main character, like, pying over all the deaths and, you know, berate themselves because they should have been able to stop it. And it's like, ugh. What do we... Like, if you're saying that the character is all... You know, the main bad person is all-powerful, all-evil, then obviously they couldn't stop it. Right? So, no one would be thinking in that fashion. Now, you would be thinking, you could have them go, I need to get better. Right? If, if they were berating themselves, be like, ah, oh, man, if, if I hadn't fucked around so much, maybe. 
be I could have been in a better position to try and save a few more but to be like oh I could have stopped be like who are you trying to kid like what what is this no shut up right so you have all of that we have all of that stuff going on but you know they get kidnapped well I mean kidnapped you know maybe not kidnapped but you know she's um taken right she they're re-abducted by the darkling and you're thinking okay fine but i think one of the things with it is it's so simple like the, the, the what is then going to happen you can pretty much see, you know, there's, there's so many, like, bits and bobs thrown around, right, that, okay, if, if you're seeing a certain thing out there, but no one's, you know, acting like it's a big deal, then obviously it's going to be a big deal, right, you, you pretty much understand that straight away. Right, you get the you get the understanding that uh, right. So uh, you know there is there is all of this. Then it's just some of the other characters, right? So we've got um, oh, what's her name? Uh, Jenya, I think it's Jenya, like the the king's handmaid who uh, Alina befriends in Shadow and Bone. Right, so in Shadow and Bone, her genius situation basically is she's getting raped by the king whenever he feels like it. You know, the king's having his way with this girl. She's, you know, her life isn't her own. She's in a shitty situation. But in the second book, like, Jenya's obviously... She's decided to find a way out of those predicaments, which kind of goes against what Alina's looking for. But Alina acts like, oh, you had so many, like, I can't believe you've decided to do all of this. And it's like looking down on this this girl, right? And you're just like, wait, wait, wait. But you know what her situation was, right? What did you think she would do? You know, if someone who... And let's not forget, everyone believed the Darkling was good, right? Everyone believed he was down for the peoples, as it were, right? So... You mean for her, for Jenya to believe in what he may have said, how how is that anything crazy? Because Alina had, yo, know, she'd been fully behind him in the first book up until the end. You know, so it it was very weird, like uh, her reaction to this girl who she could consider a friend. At the beginning, you know, this whole judgment, right? Because, you know, you've got Alina doing stuff that, you know, she's doing to stay alive. 
So it's just like, wait, how is it you're not affording those same things to other people? So there is all of that. You know, but we get new characters, right? So we've got um, Nikolai, right? Or, uh, oh, what, what do they call him? Um, Stunberg, Stormberg, the pirateer, right? So um, that whole character, just infuriating. Like, the whole pirate situation, it's like, <laughs> what are we doing? You, you've you got the pirates who are, you know, clashing with the Darkling. And it's like, okay, so you're saying the Darkling is all this powerful and everyone's scared of him. Oh, but these pirates will just, you know, back-chat him all the time. Right? It's just simple like that. And he's just like, wait, that makes no sense. Either this guy is so powerful and so scary, or he's not. Like, pick a lane, right? But then you have, you know, all, all these new characters. You introduce a new character, and they're either ridiculously, you know, handsome or pretty. Or they're, you know, hideous, Right, there's no real middle ground. Like, there's no just, yeah, they just, you know, normal looking. Right, no one's normal looking. Right, everyone's either mad attractive or repulsive, or, and they're um, either the best at. You know, like, when someone's got a, a skill, they're the best at that. The best at this, and it's just like, there's no middle ground at all, right, just no middle ground, you know, and because you've created these characters, and you're making them, oh, so they're, they're super attractive, so then, obviously, you have it that, oh, Alina possibly fancies this character, and she fancies that character, and she fancies, and it's just a bit like, Oh, what are we doing? You know, because you 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 create all of these new situations. So obviously now Mao is just jealous all the time. You know, it's like, oh, what did you plan with the Darkling? <laughs> and it's just like, okay, so in the first book, you have it that he's going around fucking everyone. But Alina's not. So the minute she, some people have an interest in her, he's now declaring that he's in love with a leader, and she cannot look at anyone else. It really comes across so manipulative and insane, but it's being fed you that this is a loving situation. It is. Very weird writing, right? And it, it, I find it is something you you come across a lot, and especially from female writers, right? They, you, you have these weird plot points sometimes from not everyone, right? But 
it, it just always comes off a bit weird when it's just from a female writer at all. Because you, you create these weird scenarios, these rapey, rapey scenarios that aren't framed as that. Right? They're framed as normal and loving and caring. And you like anyone else looking in at it, you're just like, oh shit, that's creepy as a motherfucker. Like, what is happening here? How how are we, put, like, showing this as being fine? Right? So all of this weird shit is going on. But the thing that's insane, the thing that's always insane, and we always see it, right? So you've got characters who hold information close to their chests. They're not telling everyone, you know, all their business, they will demand every person to inform them on everything that's happening. Which you're just like, wait, what? <laughs> you really and then you have them making them like you have Mao, you know, going at um you know, Stormhund, you know, the captain of the ship. After he's done them a solid, done them a solid, but acting like they have just, I don't know, killed their parents and spat in their faces. You know, they, wait, what the fuck, what the fuck kind of reaction is that? That's insane. And it's always like, you better tell us this now, or I'm going to punch you. And it's like, Huh? Right, like, what is this? You know, we always have this weird contrivance that, oh yes, this character will be able to beat up everyone. Right, so they're making all of these weird demands, and I think what just killed it for me, which made me just was like, I can't do this anymore. Is when we have Alina punch Stormhound, right? I was just like, nope, I'm done. I am done because it was just like such an irrational, stupid reaction, and it's a reaction that will have no consequences whatsoever. Now, I didn't read anymore, because I was just like, can't, can't do it, but you know, right, you know that from that punch, right, Stormhound is going to be like, oh, I've got a new respect for her, right, it's going to ensure that, yeah, no consequences happen to Alina, he's going to have a newfound respect for her, and possibly you know, probably just fall for her even more than he probably did in the first place, right, and it's just, ugh, <laughs> you know, like, we see it way too often, like, way too often, but if that was the other way around, oh, shit, there, there would be uproar, there would be 
complaints. People would be like, cancel that. But I can't believe they had that guy hit that woman. And, uh, you know, uh, this is terrible. It's, uh, it's insane. Bah. You know, he's just like, what? But I think you, you create these scenarios that then some dumb people will read and think, oh, oh, that's how we act, right? This this is what we can do in real life. It's stupid, right? It, it just doesn't ever hold true. And it's just a, just a lazy, a lazy way of depicting you know, frustration or angst or just anything, right, it doesn't work, doesn't work as a scenario, doesn't work as a response, it just leaves you scratching your head and like, why the fuck would they do that, right, why would they do that, and just, uh, you know, before I doubt with this, Stormhound, like, you know, I think, you know where that character is going, right, like, the whole reveal, it's, it's not surprising, right, it's pretty obvious what's gonna happen, but, do you know, ugh, I don't know, and also, right, just the events that lead up to that moment, you know, who, Lena wants to blame on him, it's more her fault, right, it's more her fault, she's meant to be the summoner, she's meant to have all of this power, but she fucked it up, she fucked it up, right, so you could say, oh, she's shocked, she's blah, 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 blah. fine, but you just then just have to say, it's something that happened, but the whole, oh, we automatically will blame, it's just, no, it was too much, it was too much, and I just couldn't, couldn't do it, but, listen, I imagine, if you enjoy, right, if you enjoy, like, young adult stuff, if you liked all the sequels to The Hunger Games, you know, if you enjoy, like, the Maze Runner stuff and all of that, then, yes, I, I, I can definitely see how these books, right, these scenarios, all of this stuff will speak to you. So, you know, I think, you know, <laughs> when I probably started these books, uh, people probably could guess from my feelings on other stuff that... I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it. But, you know, you've got to try them, right? You've got to try different things. But, yeah, if you do enjoy all of that stuff, then, hey, stick with it. You know what I mean? Stick with it because I am sure you will enjoy it. It just isn't for me. You know what I mean? So there you go. Siege and Storm. Okay, people, so we have reached that time again, but before we bounce, let's take a look at what is going on in the world of TV. So, 
there's a few things really uh where to start well yeah sci-fi channel are um well it's now just sci-fi right they are making a um tv series of the chucky um franchise yeah just called chucky right so um i think filming has started right and um yeah we got a, a few different people you know they're on the cast including um alex vincent and christine ellis so they're reprising their roles from child's play 2 and um yeah the show's gonna hit in the fall you know but i don't think i've ever seen a chucky film to be honest with you but hey ho um now if you are a fan of Ellen, Ellen, Ellen Hildebrand's novel *Summer of '69*, well, good news, people, because it is being turned into a limited series. So the book follows um, the lives of multiple generations of the Levin family. You know, set in Nantucket, and um, as their lives intersect with the historical events of the time, uh, including the Vietnam War, the space race, we will see it through the lives of the relevant Elevens. So there is that. Uh, HBO have. Um, Ordered a new 10 episode series called Minx And uh, yeah, basically It uh, yeah follows a, a young feminist Who joins forces with a low rent publisher In 1970s Los Angeles To create the first erotic magazine for women Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're gonna get uh, Idara Victor, Jessica Lowe, Lennon Parham, Michael Angorono, and Oscar Montoya. Right, um, yeah, they're gonna be starring in the piece. Uh, so um, it's coming from Ellen Rappaport. Uh, she's going to be executive producing and show running Paul Fig, Dan Maganat and Rachel Lee Goldenberg Are um, also executive producing the piece uh, Also, um, if you're a fan of Mythic Quest over on Apple Plus Right, the second season is dropping on the 7th of May So it's still, you know, it's a month away as of today, right? Oh, can you wait that long? Well, you don't have to, people Because a special episode is dropping on the 16th of April It's going to be called Everlight 
and um, it addresses the practical and emotional difficulties of returning to normalcy. Hmm. All right, so it says it finds the team behind the biggest multiplayer video game of all time returning to the office for their annual Everlight party with Poppy and Ian rigging an LARP tournament in an underdog's favour. Hmm. Sounds awesome. <laughs> hey, it might be. Right? Might be. I'll watch it. So um hey, if you if you fans of season one, enjoy people. Enjoy. So um Okay, we are getting a TV series of Kate Quinn's book The Rose Code. Alright, so um yeah. Uh, Black Bear Pictures are um, turning that into a TV series And um, it's set in the Second World War Follows three female code breakers at Betchley Park Navigating two distinct timelines The novel is a blend of history, romance, friendship, espionage and mystery Uh, HBO, right, so a little while ago they were um, talking of uh, taking a look at rebooting Head of the Class Well, it has been handed a series order, so yeah, people, you can look forward to that So Amy Pocker and Seth Cohen, you know, they are writing it Um it's being executive produced by Bill Lawrence um, And it's going to star Georges Diaz Julie Hong Rappaport Gavin Lewis And D.R. Goodjohn And um, it's following a group of overachieving high school students Who meet their greatest challenge A teacher Who wants them to focus less on grades And more on experiencing life And finding their bliss Yay! (laughs) Woo! Okay, so Interestingly enough, right? Barry Jenkins he, um, He signed a first look deal with Amazon Right, he was developing TV shows and the whatnot for them. You know, I think Small Axe was a, a a big part of that. But he has moved that deal from Amazon over to HBO. Yes, and um, I guess A24 are pretty jazzed about it because they will be executive producing. All of uh, yeah, all of the content that you know Pastel create. So yeah, it is a good look for them. And um, yeah, I I'm sure that Jenkins is uh, yeah, he's getting uh, paid a nice little summy sum sum for uh, doing all of this. So um, 
This isn't really a surprise, right? And it shouldn't be a surprise for anyone, especially that read the books. But, people, if you enjoyed uh, Bridgerton, Bridgerton? I feel that's how you uh, say it. Yeah, if you enjoyed that huge lockdown hit, well, people, there is a second season coming. But there will be no Duke of Hastings in that second season. So it made sense, right? Because Reggie Jean Page, he's, uh, yeah, he's getting a lot of movie offers right now. Yeah, he's one of the leads in the new Dungeons and Dragons film. And there's other stuff that's out there. Right, so um, that's one reason why you knew Homie weren't gonna be back, right? Also, though, in the books, you know, what I mean, after book one, he didn't really feature, you know, what I mean? his character was a bit player. So, would you be a bit player in a TV series or just? Focus on these big films that are coming your way now. It makes sense. You know what I mean? Unless they were going to change the shit. Like, you know what I mean? That's what happens a lot of the time. You know what I mean? They they add new characters or new focus and whatnot to a book. Right? So unless they were going to do that. Yeah, he was gonna leave, you know what I mean? It's, it's just the nature of these things. But, you know what I mean? The, the new book focuses um, on, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, Lord Anthony Bridgerton. Yes. So he's the new focus as he's looking for a wifey, you know what I mean? A vice count. So, um, yeah. You know, which is, you know, all well and good, right? And, um, you know, you'll also have Daphne Bridgerton assisting him, being his wingman as he's uh, trying to wench up. So, uh, yeah, there you go, people. But, as well as that, they've um, added more people to the cast, right? So, um... Shelly Cohn, she's joining as a Mary Shama, right? Uh, um Chandran will be playing Edwina Shama. Um, Callum Lynch, you know, he's on board as Theo Sharp, and uh, Rupert Young will be playing Jack. <laughs> Just as Jack <laughs> So uh, yeah Character doesn't even deserve a surname Or Do you know what I mean? Maybe he's so fly Bit like Nelly Right so uh, yeah He's just rolling with that one name business Who knows But uh, yeah season 2 of uh, Bridgerton You know what I mean It might be losing one duke But the cast is growing now, what is it crazy, and I hadn't even realised it, right? 
Game of Thrones is marking its 10 year anniversary of the show, yeah, hitting air, right? I mean, it doesn't feel like it was 10 years ago, right? 2011? 2011 was when season one hit? Man, that, I thought it was later. Didn't realize, man. It's insane But um, to mark that event HBO are having an iron anniversary <laughs> Now I, I wonder if that is the fit Who knows right Is iron the 10 year thing Is that Because that would be a, a, a nice coincidence wouldn't it Right but yeah that's what they're going to do they're um, doing their anniversary and as part of it, um, having an interactive spotlight page on HBO Max, right? So, um, yeah, fuck you, HBO, you know what I mean? Right, only people up in the States get to enjoy this shit, it's a little cold, oh, yeah, they're gonna be doing that, um... You know, obviously they're issuing a lot of merchandise. <sighs> you know, um, yeah, just shit like that, which is a bit like, eh, do we need that shit? I mean, Funko fans, uh, you can rejoice because, yeah, there's gonna be a whole range of Funkos. But yes, the Iron Anniversary people Who knows, maybe I will start from the giddy up But um, as we know people, John Stewart you know, He decided to come back to TV And he's got a show on Apple Plus right? But it has now got a name Right, and it's going to be called The Problem with John Stewart. So, uh, yeah, this new show is going to be a di- bit different from The Daily Show. This one, e- each episode, you know, they're going to be hour long and they're dealing with a single issue, which he will uh, deep dive into each topic. I'm, I'm assuming there will probably be guests and the whatnot. So um, yes, this is all scheduled to go in the fall, people. So um, yeah, and uh, you know they're giving each episode when it hits a companion podcast. So uh, yeah, there you go, people. That is it. We are done. Hope you enjoyed And remember We got a chin check You know what I mean That shit drops today So you can now go over and check that out Because that is live people And tomorrow we got Echo Chamber You know what I mean We got our BFI Flare coverage dropping So people There's a lot of content coming So go check it out Leave your comments, share with your people. People just have motherfucking fun, right? We will see you next week. So, um, people, that is us. Peace.
Double takes.